today is fifth january so we are recording in 2019 if you hadn't seen it coming here it is do you have any new year's resolution <laughs> no, i absolutely didn't see it coming um no i've never had new year's resolutions so this year is no exception there is no new year's resolutions what about you uh that was also the case with me like when i was very young like teachers used to tell me to have some new year's resolution but that was it like i've never taken them seriously mm-hmm. but listening to cgp grey one of the youtubers slash podcaster mm-hmm. that follow he has themes for years right so uh-huh. i've started thinking about themes i haven't consciously kept a theme for any years mm-hmm. as such but mm-hmm. i've started thinking about what themes my years are having right right just to get it right uh so when gray does it he sets a theme for the year yes he does set a theme for you okay and what you are doing is more of discovering what your theme was or are you also setting a theme as of now i am retrospectively seeing what the theme was uh huh but going forward i think i will try to set themes i see i see so going forward you know like it's it's next year then if you don't if you miss this year it's okay like it's not that i have to make a theme before uh-huh. the 2019 year starts right i could have it in january at okay. in january february i will still have 10 months fair enough fair enough okay okay so do you have a theme uh, yeah so let me talk about retrospective theme which i discovered first so last okay. year i have okay. traveled a lot i see and it was not i did not want to travel but mm-hmm. i had to travel uh, i don't like traveling i think it's scary and it's not pleasurable for me Mm-hmm. and i'm an anxious person as well so i become very anxious when i travel mm-hmm. so a few huge steps were taken i went to delhi by mm-hmm. myself and oh, nice. at the end of the year i went to ahmedabad and hyderabad by myself mm-hmm. and these two cities i had never been before this mm-hmm. was the first time i was going to these cities and i was going there alone i did not know anyone per se nice. in those cities yeah that's that's good i also tagged myself as an introvert <laughs> and okay. i feel uncomfortable talking to new people and i'm awkward and right uh, socializing is not easy for me right and last time we were discussing about this i had told you that i have mastered one on one conversations right so right. there's a stranger i can go up to him and talk and have a meaningful conversation right but groups is still a difficult thing right like right. if there is a group which already knows each other and trying to go inside that group and having meaningful conversations with any of those people within that group that becomes difficult right so i've tried again consciously to get into groups and right. like this time i've been successful in going into groups as well mm-hmm. that's nice so people skills have increased and i think i would stop calling myself as introvert now ah that's interesting it was always a baggage uh-huh. like it was always unpleasant but these days that unpleasant feeling is not there really like i can just go and not think about whether it's pleasant or unpleasant it's neutral so i think i will stop using the word introvert for myself ah uh, so you won't tag yourself as an introvert anymore yeah. yeah i'm not an extrovert but not an introvert either i see i see i mean uh, as far as i understand this introvertism thing uh, it's it's more of a predisposition so i don't know how much of it is malleable to change so maybe what you mean when you did tag yourself as an introvert is more of like this social inability So yeah I'm 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 just wondering like I don't think you can switch from being an introvert like at least in the way it's traditionally defined the main metric on which introvertism is defined is how do you 
derive your energies from so are you more energetic when you're alone and sort of reading books and that's still a typical image or are you do, do you derive your energies from like meeting people and hanging out and like being outside there um and in that respect i i mean i still think i relate more to the introvertism side than the extrovertism side although um just like you i've had like say significant progress overall in people skills and talking to strangers and stuff like that correct yeah right. so this energy definition is very valid when we talk about introvert and extroverts mm-hmm. so yeah that's exactly that even i explained to people like i am never going to be an extrovert and that is because i have to spend energy when i'm meeting people mm-hmm. and extroverts gain energy mm-hmm. they feel good when they meet others and that is how i also define introvertism and extrovertism but what i mean by i won't call myself an introvert mm-hmm. is that it's no longer a problem right right got it yeah so uh, saying that i am an introvert would mean that i have difficulty yeah that would usually mean that i have difficulty making bonds making new friends mm-hmm. but i don't think that is the case now that's excellent i think that's a big achievement congratulations <laughs> just crossed my mind how was christmas in london <laughs> christmas in london very good very good so the way uh we see festivals it's more like celebration but christmas is peculiar in that it's a festival of retreat so it's like a festival where you retreat to your family to your home so there's not much what do you say parties and concert and stuff like that that happens but it's more of like everyone goes to their houses spends time with their families like drinks and stuff like that so um uh yes it is decorated for new year slash christmas uh and there are christmas trees around and there are christmas markets but on that very particular day you will see everything shut like there's no hustle bustle mm. even in a city like london yeah interesting yeah and how about new year how did you celebrate the new year's eve what were you the doing the new year's i i did the very touristy thing of going and seeing the london fireworks oh was it good um i mean the fireworks themselves were very good except for the fact that the view that i have that, that i had was not necessarily the best yeah but if you see it on like television and stuff it's it's great that often happens like for example if you want to watch sports it's better to watch it on a good screen rather than actually going to the stadium the view is better right. on the screen right but i wouldn't say it's necessarily better to watch on uh, television because it's it's the whole atmosphere also that matters like so many people standing on this bridge trying to watch fireworks and then the whole countdown with these many people around um enthusiastic hmm. drunk londoners let's say <laughs> um yeah and also like the f- process of reaching there like i biked there bike meaning bicycle oh which was also fun because like if you take a car then you're going to be stuck in traffic and if you walk it's too long so i think it was a nice ride there i think i enjoyed the ride more than the fireworks which also brings me on the point that i have purchased a bike i am now biking purchased oh yeah yeah how fancy or how basic is your bike like if you want to know the model name it's called riverside 500 it's a hybrid bike hybrid bike that's that's not basic it's it's not basic but it's also not a very high range bike it's still starting range i mean it's 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 expensive by all, if, especially if you're talking by india standards it's super expensive uh by but by london standards it's like the starting range but why hybrid though why hybrid because uh, it offers me the ability to go off road also so i'm thinking of uh, so first of all london tra- transport is super super expensive uh, and if i want to like explore places like oxford and even london for that matter there there will be roads that are not roads like so basically what a hybrid is it's a, it's a mixture between a mountain bike and a 
road bike and if you see road bikes the tires there are very very thin so you can't go off road much it's not versatile a hybrid bike is just versatile so you can sort of ride on pavements gravel roads etc no when you said hybrid i thought it was an electric hybrid ah, like no, 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 no. manual and electric no 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 um it's it's not a motorcycle it's it's totally pedaled although like there are gears on it so it's, it's it has multiple speeds but shock ups yeah it has shock ups obviously yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. those are always the important thing for me when you're buying a bicycle uh, really but because um most like a lot of road bikes here don't have shock absorbers just because they add weight to the bike and therefore make you slower yeah that's yeah. true that's true so you if you see the professional line like many of them will skip the shock absorbers how bicycle friendly is london uh that's a very good question um it's certainly more bicycle friendly than any other indian city that i've been in and indian cities bicycle friendliness is zero um uh, so it, it's a low barrier like so london uh in like i've been watching documentaries about this and obviously i had when i was making that decision of purchasing a bike i had to like consider safety that's the most important thing after all so london has been historically not very good with it but the last like say 5 10 years or so people have put in real effort to make london bicycle friendly so that involves having special bicycle super highways bicycle lanes uh so it's not uncommon for you to see people biking around in london uh having said that it's not as safe as some cities like i think amsterdam has a very good reputation for biking Yes. Um, so it's not but it's it's there is cycling infrastructure for sure like you will see cycling lanes you will see like there there are special signals for cycles so if you see a red signal like a traffic light um uh, 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 there are two traffic lights a set of traffic lights for cycles and one set for the main uh, cars and the cycle traffic lights go off earlier than the car ones so it's like basically a first pass hmm. yeah so basically they are trying to in- incentivize bicycle riders yeah yeah certainly there is Yeah certainly I mean I don't know about this exam sc- exact scheme like what's the incentives there but there is a scheme called cycle to work uh which is somehow incentivizing people to cycle to their work and I don't know they get some tax benefits or whatever I'm not very sure you know going forward when I st- my start with my job mm-hmm. I don't want to buy a four wheeler mm-hmm. because it's not a good good investment mm-hmm. like economically does not make sense to buy a new car mm-hmm. if a four wheeler then it would be a second hand car Mm-hmm. If not a car, then two wheeler. But two wheeler also, I'm not really interested because it is not safe. Statistically, there are many accidents and many fatal yeah. accidents happening on two wheelers. Yeah, yeah. So even we here in Nagpur, I've been using a bicycle in my college. Mm-hmm. My college is huge. Mm-hmm. I've been playing with this idea of cycling to work if that is feasible when I start my job. Ah, uh, and what 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 are your thoughts? See, my major concern is. it won't feel good to be all sweaty first thing in the morning when you go to your job <laughs> fair enough um yeah i mean i can see the nagpur temperature playing a role even if i go a significant distance in uh, say a moderate climate area right i think sweat will still be there um yes that is a problem but i mean first of all there are people in london or in the uk who travel like one hour on a bike to reach their place a uh, working place in ucl particularly there are buildings with showers to exactly tackle that problem so you shower after coming to work and also the london temperature is not sweat friendly like i don't remember the last time i've sweat here no matter what i've done hmm so so people run to their work people cycle to work uh, and that's why there are like showers and stuff and even number 2 is just like the temperature it's it, there's there's very little humidity it's like dry wind so yeah but again showering at uh, 
your workplace does not seem like the best of experiences but if i do work it out i think it would be so great for my health exactly. and i don't ever have to think about exercising because that will take care of my basic exactly. fitness anyway exactly i mean another reason to buy a bike is actually like it's a, it's a statement it's a statement about you care about your health right so every time i would have taken a car i'm now going to bike which means there's that extra level of physical activity so it's a lifestyle choice also and uh, regarding the problem of getting sweaty especially when going to work i think you will be used you will get used to showering at your workplace rather soon hmm. like it's just a matter of habit and getting used to hmm. it is interesting that you use the word it's a statement mm-hmm. it's an interesting word mm-hmm. uh, recently a person asked me mm-hmm. that why am i volunteering for my ngo i told him that i don't enjoy my work mm-hmm. at my volunteering place mm-hmm. but i still go there so he asked why are you going there anyway then if you don't enjoy what you do there mm-hmm. so i said like it's meaningful to me right then mm-hmm. he asked what do you mean by meaning right then i told him that it's like it like the words you use it's a lifestyle choice ah, it's a statement ah. Right. it feels good at right. the end of the day when i sleep the time at least doing something in my capacity to do good to this world right. and give back to the society right and it's a way of life that this is the way i live my life i think about others i do something for someone without any expectation right right yeah i get what you mean i think it's the same thing that i'm trying to do with the biking thing and it is the same thing about me when i walk also like i walk every day i try to walk every day right. and it is very insignificant when you see what are the actual benefits yeah. health benefits it's giving me but it is something at least and it's a statement it's a way of life that i do care about my body and i do i do try to put some efforts in yeah. my fitness yeah and by walk you mean like you go on a separate walk yes yes separate. it's not like i walk Just to my class it's like No, yeah just for the sake of walking yeah you, yeah. yeah for the sake of walking yeah that's great that's great i mean you also feel better right uh, like for especially with something that's to do with exercise beat whether you're lifting weights or whether you're cycling uh, there is certainly a amount of freshness and confidence that you feel when you have exercised right yes as if you go into the benefits of exercising there's so many things you can list it's very true that if after a walk i sit to study i can focus much easier and better yeah. and there are many such small small things which exercise help in yeah yeah it's been long since you have brought up any topic do you have any wasn't this biking thing my own thing come on okay yeah okay. i'm 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 doing i'm doing silent insertions yeah yeah no pressure yeah 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 yeah. No I mean uh just to take a step back though. Um I don't know if this was on air or I spoke to you in post in private but there is this experiment or trying out thing that I'm doing with being spontaneous. I mean if you if you look at my image with people or with myself it's it's a very like planned organized type of an image and um it's it's just that it's an image and um uh, i do want to like explore the spectrum fully and i mean i don't think it's any worse even i i never thought it was any worse or such i think there's a balance that needs to be struck and uh, in like these few days maybe last few months i have been sort of experimenting with spontaneity but spontaneity doesn't mean like it's like totally random and stuff like there are themes like for example the cycling conversation i have had these conversations with three other friends so it's something that is on my like to talk type list except that there's no explicit list that exists so yeah i'm just finding this balance between like being rigid with schedules and plans and lists and on the other hand sort of exploring with 
awareness what's the right thing to talk in the current moment and what what is situationally appropriate and stuff like that see this could be a theme for this year this has been the theme for the last few months anyway right yeah 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 i mean it's yeah. just not it really is... i mean i certainly do have themes in my life it's mm. just not it just doesn't recur annually okay yeah it's interesting that i have i haven't uh, finalized my theme for the next year but one of them would be less travel because i'm tired of traveling now given out all my energy in whatever travel i've done this year uh-huh. but more seriously it's coming out of structure mm-hmm. so all our life has been structured like we went into school then mm-hmm. college then first 11th grade 12th grade then 3 mm-hmm. years bachelor's of 4 years bachelor's mm-hmm. then 2 years of masters so there's always structure involved mm-hmm. and going forward the structures which exist are do a job get married have children mm-hmm. start saving for retirement so my next year's theme could be trying to move away from these structures for some while at least right right um yeah, i mean it's funny because i was having this conversation with a friend uh, who was also considering doing that hmm Yeah I mean I I think it sort of depends on every person. I don't feel that incentive to do that because somewhere down the line I'm totally convinced of doing a PhD so I'm there with this structure for a while. Uh but I think if you don't have like a plan as such or you don't have any intentions of what you're going to do then I think taking that break off from structure is a good idea. Uh you you said that there are no benefits to it. I think there is one important benefit which can come out of it. Uh, what did I say have not benefits? To? You don't see benefits in doing such a thing. No no I said oh no no no. I mean I think I see a lot of benefits. I'm I was just telling you. I mean I didn't say that. I I don't know what you what you heard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I just said uh, I'm um I like I have a plan so I don't need to go out of that st- structure zone because it's fine but in fact it's it it could have huge benefits for people who still want to figure out what they want to do okay so there's some news about education in india okay okay so do you remember no detention policy no detention no detention policy no so in right to education act there was this no detention policy included mm-hmm. which meant that students cannot be failed till the till the 8th grade Mm-hmm. You certainly must have heard this, right? That nowadays students are not yeah. being failed in their school. Yeah, I mean, I guess there was a time that that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. So they have scrapped no detention policy, ah. which means students can now again be failed in ah. their schools. Interesting. So I would like to know your thoughts, and if you haven't thought about it any time, like this is the time. <laughs> uh, you want me to do think you think? That. Yeah. Do you think students should be failed? or they should not be failed what do i feel about it i mean i it's it's really everything that's going to come up is on top of my head but i think it's it's fine to fail people because i'm keen on having mastery based learning and somewhere down the line this pass fail system at least ensures like a yes no level of mastery if not a nuanced level yeah so i'll give you the status quo amongst parents and teachers majority of the people what they were thinking about no retention policy I so see, yeah. they were criticizing this policy they said that okay. the government does not know what they are doing yeah, right and um, uh, government said that you cannot fail students till 8th grade mm-hmm. and if someone does like they are still conducting exams mm-hmm. and they cannot retain them in the same way they have to push them to the next grade even if they fail those exams mm-hmm. so what was suggested was if they f- they if they are failing exams 
what you do is during summer time teachers will give some extra attention to these children mm-hmm. teach them again and try to pass them again but even then if they fail it's okay you can just go up and uh, teachers were obviously furious about this especially mm-hmm. the school teachers the school teachers were furious because they said that they will have to work again in summers right. which is their holiday vacation period right and the coaching classes the tuition teachers they started complaining because they said now the children are not concerned about exams and studies anymore they know that they are going to anyway pass so they won't study so right. there's no seriousness in their studies right. so these were the complaints parents and the teachers were having right but uh, i recently heard a talk about an education researcher in india mm-hmm. and she was i think part of the drafting committee mm-hmm. i'm not really sure mm-hmm. so she said the rationale behind no detention policy was they don't want children to be labeled as failures right perfect like if if a student fails mm-hmm. it gets ingrained in their mind that these they are failures and they cannot cope up and it's end of world for them mm-hmm. and they did not want this labeling and it's not just about what child thinks of themselves even the world is going to think the same about them Mm-hmm. so their rationale was we don't want to label anyone as failures mm-hmm. or losers mm-hmm. and they will keep going up and while they are not performing well enough mm-hmm. they are being supported extra during summer time mm-hmm. by the teachers and somewhere eventually they will learn mm-hmm. and they wanted the classes to be age appropriate mm-hmm. and not based on master they said that if a if a student finds that everyone else in the class is younger to me mm-hmm. and i am very old that that has some psychological effects mm-hmm. and that will hamper his learning he will right. start feeling as a loser so they said that classes should be age appropriate it's okay if they don't know anything the rest of the class knows and their uh, contention was that they will eventually learn right. along right. the way right so now what do you think like having listen to both of the sides both the sides no i mean uh, even while i was speaking earlier uh, i clearly saw that advantage of psychological health uh, which is if someone is not performing well failing them is probably going to affect them even further to the point that they uh, they will still not perform well like it might deteriorate their performance even further so the very thing that you are trying to correct might be reinforced i mean it's a it's a very nuanced issue that i i mean i don't think i can give any statement about this is correct or this is not correct uh mm-hmm. but uh having said that i do value uh psychological health for children i think it's important especially when someone is not performing well it could be symptoms of something else uh, like a mental health issue or even worse a bad childhood and by that i mean like domestic violence and stuff like that which is not very uncommon in india so these are factors to consider um so i, I like my temptation would be to actually find out why people are not performing well uh because there could be like a troubled childhood that is in the background especially if someone is failing so consistently because the standards for pass and fail is not that high right it's it's let's say minimal i would agree so i mean i'm sure fine with people having less marks but if someone is failing at a minimal criterion then perhaps something needs intervention rather than failing them uh so i think where 
like just now talking about it like one criticism for the no retention policy comes in as that fine you don't have failures but there's still no intervention happening like they're not figuring out the problem you're sort of like you're sort of making it easier for the child fair but you are not tackling the root cause of why they are failing in the first place but that won't true that won't be true for everyone like some children may be coming from good backgrounds but they are not good at studies and for them they had this remedy that in summer time the teachers will give some extra coaching to these children and they will try to take the exam again so are you telling me there are kids so dumb that they can't pass the 35% mark um i wouldn't say dumb but they haven't studied they haven't given their best or they haven't got the best of education obviously the dumb was for theatrical effect uh but uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no i mean it depends on which uh like it now varies very highly based on the economical uh resources of the school and the student like if you're talking about a convent proper school like for example our school that we went to and assuming like even the child is economically well off and stuff that's a different scenario altogether than someone who's coming from a deprived background but to your question of whether they are like say let's just say that they are just not good at studies because say they didn't have the necessary background and stuff i think those things should be corrected for before your final exam comes in like that's that's the job of like teachers and stuff and when i say there's a problem embedded it need not be like a mental health and a psychological problem and a poor upbringing problem it could li- genuinely be a problem with the material itself so the cause of their not passing exams is something that finding that should be of priority which can only happen with i guess like one on one attention from teachers and stuff and i can imagine doing that is difficult because like we just don't have that many teachers so a right to education had a provision for that as well but okay. it did not work out again it's a long story and i might get into it some other day right but uh, uh, it was interesting that you pointed out that they should go to the root cause of the problem right and this is a theory like i don't know the research about it mm-hmm. and the theory is they are failing the exams because they don't want to pass the exams or they don't want to study so they are not dumb or they may not be having the best of support at home right but irrespective of all such reasons right the re- primary reason they are failing or they are not studying is because they don't want to okay okay uh, and what what age are we talking about i mean i can imagine like a elder kid doing that but what no, about any age any, any age? age so you mean like a f- kid who is in the first grade yes doesn't want to study doesn't want to pass exams and therefore they don't study okay. intentionally Yeah so a person in say kindergarten mm-hmm. uh, a child in a kindergarten okay that child does not <laughs> want to learn abcd as simple as that okay but uh, that that seems to me a little i mean i don't think thinking is that developed at that age you sort of do what society asks you to do and your parents ask you to do at that age no what think so like children do whatever they want to do there's certain things they want to do like they want to dance they want to watch tv they want to paint no but they not they don't want to not pass that is a, like an added layer of sophistication passing is a result of studying right and what i'm saying is they don't want to study and that is why they are not passing so you're telling me that a kindergarten kid is not passing exams because they intentionally don't want to study correct they are not interested in it first of all i don't think there are any kindergarten students failing 
and by the way there's a scam <laughs> happening here as well like i've heard cases where if the teacher while the exam is being conducted sees that a child is not passing mm-hmm. she will tell him the answers or he will tell him the answers so that the child passes and the teacher does not have to tutor him in the summer in any case there are many such small small scams and there's a big topic around right to education but yeah like if a kindergarten child fails mm-hmm. that is because the child is not interested in studying yeah but on the same line of thought i don't remember me being interested in studying in kindergarten uh yeah, yeah. it was just like you do it it's it's just like a yes. thing yeah, like your parents yes, you more or less force you to do it and you mm-hmm. don't understand the value of it at that point because well you're in kindergarten and kindergarten also has like it's supposed to have some games and stuff also so you go to school for fun uh mm-hmm. and um, yeah that's basically it you're not doing it because you're interested either so i mean i don't think interest is that important in that level of course you do develop interest as you grow and you sort of understand the value of education and studying it also becomes fun i dare say um i don't know i think interest is not something that is developed with age i think even small children have some interest like some children want to do some things and are not interested in doing some things anyway the reason why i am asking you these questions or telling you to think about these is mm-hmm. okay let's go back a little okay there was a dream school we had thought of yeah uh, so the for the listeners this dream schools had a few characteristics firstly it was mastery based what that means is there's no time limit to or there's no time fragmentation for various things so it's not compulsory for a child to complete eighth grade syllabus within one academic year if someone is fast enough the child will finish that that portion in say two months it's okay you just move ahead to ninth one uh, to ninth grade after the two months and if you think you are finding it difficult to clear ninth grade you take three years if you want to complete or two and a half years so it's based it depends on your speed and your pace how fast or how slow you can learn and it can change that, that was first thing and second was you don't just pass you master whatever you are learning so the passing percentage is not 35 but say 80 or 85 only when you master the thing you move ahead and learn something new so this was one central idea i would say and also if you want to give it a social touch i would say it should be free or it should be a percentage of the parents income something of that sort so it was always at the back of my mind to start something like this but it's scary right and it's so difficult so i never really thought that i could possibly do it or never given it a serious practical thought that this is how i should go about doing it but uh, recently i met a man who has already done it in a sort and in fact i would argue he has done something better than what we thought of that's excellent tell me more so i was in hyderabad to visit the center only it's not a school right so it's a learning center he calls it mm-hmm. so i stayed in the learning center of few days and i was part of the classes i interacted with the children mm-hmm. uh, with the parents mm-hmm. so basically they have no syllabus and no structure right like literally no structure right uh, in the morning uh, the children will come in and everyone has been assigned cleaning duties so everyone will start cleaning the learning space right after that's done they will ask i mean they will think what they are going to do 
so i just saw a few very small children right say first grade second grade right they started playing ah. and till the end of the day they were just playing right like i'm not kidding they were just playing and that's the school they are not going to any other school right they're not writing any exams at all right no exams at all there were a the few children who were just coming in they started painting and they were painting continuously for 2 3 hours whatever they feel like right and after that and there's no lunch break as such whenever you feel hungry you just take out your tiffin and start eating right right uh there's there's no lectures there are theme classes mm-hmm. or two of the theme classes i sat for there was they were going to read book mm-hmm. books but uh, the children said no no we don't want to read this and something happened and then the teacher said no okay so if you all don't want to read i'll read it you'll just listen mm-hmm. and there are some classes happening mm-hmm. so uh you would say that they are not giving any exams so how do they enter college if they want to if someone wishes to give the exams they can give the board exams of an open board right so if someone wants feels like someday okay i want to give 10 standards board exam they will start studying okay. they will prepare for it they will give the exam and they will have the 10th grade certificate got it yeah yeah i mean that's about it like there are many small things i could tell you yeah. but what are your initial thoughts about this um i mean uh it, this this nicely goes back to the spontaneity versus structure discussion that we are having here and what i would be yeah. skeptical about here is that i am not very pro complete spontaneity either uh, mm-hmm. and what whatever you described to me and i'm sure there would be more nuances to it uh, but it does it does seem to me to be a little on the side of spontaneity extremely mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. That's that's my first thought about it. The question is is the spontaneity a problem? Like no, no, spon- extreme spontaneity is a problem. Yeah, I mean I would I would say so. I mean the thing there is the question is also of age group. Maybe it's not a problem with very young kids. But right. if you're coming exactly. to grade 8, like 7, 8, 9, I think that that those grades do require structure to some level. And arguably earlier, later, whatever, but there needs to be right. some structure that's happening also. Yeah. correct so yeah so it's not important like it, it's a topic for another day at which age should the structure start coming in but i think that's how it should be for children yeah yeah i mean if you're talking about like kindergarten stuff then of course that that is a good idea i think and with progressing age i mean that's that's not even a discussion it's more like an empirical thing like you need to know a lot of stuff like you need to test different versions and then see what's optimal maybe it's different for different people like like that's what mastery learning tries to do right it sort of customizes your speed customizes learning to your speed so yeah i mean i think that structure that you describe seems like a good kindergarten type structure it will make kids come to school it will make them like it also uh because they are doing it these people are so happy exactly they're so happy about coming to this learning center yeah exactly but then somewhere down the line there needs to be also introduction about you you shouldn't always do things that is like there's a distinction between what feels good and what is good and sometimes mm-hmm. what is good doesn't feel good so uh, all those skills right. also need to be imparted in the school right just to give you an example like how involved these children are with their school and how willing they are to come to the learning center right it was a saturday i was just in the learning center right and saturday is an off for them yeah still two students came into the learning center i was surprised mm-hmm. like what are they doing today on a saturday mm-hmm. they said that no we were just traveling in the bus mm-hmm. and we came near here and we just came by to see who's here mm-hmm. and uh, there were two other people with me mm-hmm. who were like just visiting the place and staying there mm-hmm. so we were talking about this 
the fact that these people came here just to see mm-hmm. who is here and spend some time on a holiday mm-hmm. when we go to our schools we don't even look at it like we hate our schools and there are so bad so many bad memories in our schools and i literally don't look towards my school okay what are the good moments are those are because of a few good friends okay. and i'll meet them whenever i can but the school itself i don't think i have overall a good feeling about it and these people have such a positive feeling about their school I and see. they enjoy so much i see i see um i'm i'm afraid i don't share the image of school that you share i mean i think i it's a net total positive obviously there have been some negative instances here and there but i certainly look up to my school experience as a good one uh, and same with college but uh, yeah i can see what you mean when uh, people are coming there willingly want to spend time there whereas in like conventional schools we look forward to a holiday and not going to school so yeah i i, I get that and it's it's i think a good achievement that they have produced so coming back to our original discussion about maybe they are failing exams because they are not studying and they are not studying because they are not interested in it right so he has started this learning center for a few days sorry a few years now <laughs> a few days yeah. <laughs> new year's resolution <laughs> so <laughs> so he has started it for a few years now uh-huh. so he has enough examples to talk about i would say right. so he says that if a child decides to give the board exams mm-hmm. the child will learn with very good speed because they want to right and he has examples to cite that he says that usually people will prepare for the board exams in 6 months and they have they haven't had any exams till now yet yeah even then within 6 months they are preparing for the exams and they are giving these exams yeah so he says when the agency comes in yeah. when they are willing to do to put in the work again here also they may not and most probably will not love the experience they're not feeling good right but still they're doing it because they want to yeah i mean uh the thing with that is this could work in a traditional school also the only key factor that you're describing is someone wanting to give the exams or Correct. whereas in traditional schools you're like sort of forced to give the exam so there are many problems with traditional schools like for example your subjects are decided arts are not given a lot of importance sports is yeah non existent in some schools so here there's lot of options like you're open to do anything agreed agreed and again that does does sound lucrative um yeah i mean all of those are very good points the only skepticism i'm having about this is it just feels too follow your heart style and often you don't like the follow your heart is not something that i'm a big fan of so sometimes you do need even to, yeah even what? yeah even i share this skepticism and i'm even a skeptic now but i don't know like overall it was a net positive experience like if you ask me whether yeah. it's a thumbs up or thumbs down it's a thumbs up and i share your skepticism yeah like for example one major skepticism or my major one of the major concerns i had was discipline yeah they are getting whatever they want always and mm-hmm. there are some classes like there will be math class there will be english class and these classes are voluntary mm-hmm. if you don't want to come it's absolutely okay to not come but mm-hmm. once you give the commitment that yes you are going to come you have to come mm-hmm. that's the rule they have mm-hmm. and uh, the classes also seem so different from the conventional schools so people as i said people can eat in the class people can sleep and write whatever they want to write and right. 
the major concern i least was how will you impart discipline in them right like there were children who were sleeping and writing in the notebook while the class was going on right how appropriate it is that right and right. his answer was in the lines of you can't impart discipline to anyone anyway how much ever you try like they will sit in front of you but afterwards mm-hmm. they're not going to follow the discipline he says discipline only comes if it is self discipline yeah. so when they want to sit straight by themselves only then it makes sense for them to st- sit straight so that is what he answered yeah 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 uh, again it's 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 heavily driven by this idea of you do what you want to do sort of a thing right uh, mm-hmm. so it's like you're driven by feelings effectively mm-hmm. uh, and um, one important lesson in like life is that you don't always feel for things that are healthy or good and then what do you do with that like what do you do when you are not feeling for something that is yet important to be done see in those cases i think education helps or learning helps see if you know that junk food is not good for you and exercising is good for you however good the junk food is and however unpleasant exercises you're still going to do it because you know the benefits and you know the cons of eating junk food and even though they are unpleasant you will try to follow it right so even though you are not feeling well but you are well informed and now because you are well informed you have your agency you are willing you want fitness in your life that is why you will do it yeah yeah but i'm i'm what my question is that will whatever you said be comprehensible to someone who is coming from a context where everything that they like did was what they felt about hmm Yeah. Oh yeah, I I don't have any answer to that. Like is that lesson imparted in them with their schooling system? That's the question. Okay. But I mean I I mean I like I would also like it's a good experiment to have and it's a great idea and um you need to like sort of monitor what's happening and what are the skills that they are lacking and blah blah blah. So but but it's, I mean it's certainly something worth trying and fiddling around with. Yeah. Cool. The major critique of this kind of education would be how are you going to scale this up? you you cannot basically you cannot scale this up first of all the person who is running this place he himself is an informed person and i think a capable person of doing such a thing right. because he is an engineer right so he is a smart person uh <laughs> he is very good with when I, when i meant smart was like he can handle math and science right right when the children want him to teach him math and science right that is that that is what i meant by smart right um secondly he is also good with arts he can play a few musical instruments right he knows carpentry right. he makes a few of his own musical instruments right. he paints right so he has this art side also right. he has traveled for two years across india right. across educational institutes in india right. so he has many stories to tell Excellent, so yeah. whenever he will read a book to the children will start about his story yeah so he's a like, well rounded right right so he's very capable and i think he's i think not everyone will be him right and it is very difficult to monitor such things as well exactly someone might have a wrong notion of education yeah and they might be thinking that they are revolutionizing revolutionizing education whereas they are actually doing a very bad job and they are ruining someone's life right right yeah yeah i agree i mean leadership plays a very important role in these sorts of experiments less colon uh, even like for example at ashoka uh, which is well my previous college like it's difficult to like replicate it because the people who started it are unique in that only they can 
sort of build that sort of an institution you know uh, it's not everyone who has some experience with education or whatever can do that they had that particular sense of what a liberal art college should look like which was very important so that's why it's difficult to like scale up such experiments in the education system so i think even having that option is also a great thing yeah. like it's okay if it is not scaled up across yeah, india exactly. or across the world but just having that option that if a parent chooses to and finds yeah. this more valuable they can send their child here yeah 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 i mean i won't put scaling as the main critique it is like as long as even if you're getting it right once it's good no if it is so good i would want everyone to have that right like for example i would like to have been a part of the school and i would like my children to be a part of such a learning center right. but i might not live in the same city or right. whatever like he also has a upper limit to the number of students he is going to admit he says that he won't take more than 25 students he has around 20 students now right, right. and it's also interesting how he has funded his learning center mm-hmm. so all of this is community funded the right. parents are paying whatever they can there's no one fee that's nice and he does not accept donations like that's if nice. you and i want to donate say a lakh per month mm-hmm. he would say no i asked him why his answer like really blew me away mm-hmm. he said i don't need it right now Ah, interesting. He says everything is being taken care of now. There's no additional funds I need. I don't need it. And secondly, he all he's also against donations because then he says that personal agendas come in. Of course, yeah. When people donate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's. Fine. I want it to be this way, that way. So that is why he does not accept any donation. And making such a community, like convincing parents and bringing them in your trust, that is so difficult. Mm-hmm. So I think major attraction or the major. Um, why I envy this learning center is because of the model, the community it has built. The parents are so much involved in the children. Right. Many times the parents, parents would come in for the lectures, for their dramas. Parents, some of the parents teach also. They also learn cooking. Right. So Wednesday afternoons is cooking. Two adults and four uh, children who are whoever is are interested, they will cook for the entire center. So right. they are learning cooking as well. They are learning gardening as well, and all this cooking and gardening is be, being brought by the parents. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So That's it's nice. a great community he has built, and that is the central attraction of this learning center. I would say. Mm. That's very good. That's very good. Yeah, that is about it. Yep. So basically, I'll try to link. Uh, the website for this learning for sure you should yeah, yeah yeah for sure what is it called like you should give them a <laughs> uh, it's called a little groove it's in Hyderabad okay yeah to our one listener it's little groove <laughs> we we at least have 20 unique listeners really come on yeah, yeah. Uh, okay uh, that's people nice. come up to me and like start discussing about things we discussed in podcasts that's nice nice I think it's 20 is good 20 is like yeah I'm flattered. 